This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Do you have any long-forgotten traffic tickets? Well, it's time to rack your brain and try to remember. After last year's Auditor General's report, the city was tasked with getting tough about going after unpaid fines. And the reason was because, get this, the total for unpaid fines amounted to five. $177 million, which is not exactly chump change. The bad news for some drivers is that the result was a license suspension or can still be a license suspension that is seemingly out of the blue. There's sometimes no warning. The first thing some drivers receive is a notice that their license is suspended. And it then costs several hundred dollars for the fine. There's a reinstatement fee. It takes about seven days to get reinstated, and the suspension stays on the driver's record. So, Is this a fair way to handle this, or should the city have to give people more notice before there's any action? Find a way to give people more notice? I know it's hard to track them down if you're working from a 30-year-old traffic ticket. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And right now we go to Jenna Little, who is the appeals manager with ex-copper. Hi, Jenna. Hey, Libby. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. So how big a problem is this? It's a pretty widespread problem. It's been happening for quite a few years now. I know that there was the report last year, and so they've been cracking down a lot this year and late last year. But I've been getting calls for the past three years about things like this, and it's not going away anytime soon. Uh Uh-huh. And how are they cracking down? Do they have new tools to go after this? I don't believe they do. I think they're using the same tools that they've always used, which is going by the address in the municipal icon system and matching that up with the Ministry of Transportation, and things get sent out to whatever address is on either file. Okay, so do these drivers get a warning? Because I've seen reports that say, well, they supposedly get a warning, but but it's sent to an old address. And I'm wondering, if it's sent to an old address, how do they get the notice that their license is suspended? Uh, well, uh, it's a little, it's, it's not as straightforward as somebody would think. So the court system is not linked with the Ministry of Transportation's computer system. They're actually two completely different computer system. So the Ministry of Transportation is updated when we update our license and our health card, and they've always got our information if you're updating it when you're supposed to. Right. The court doesn't get updated with that. So if you move and you're in the middle of a traffic ticket dispute, you have to let the court know and the Ministry of Transportation. If you don't let the court know, they won't know where to send the license or the, uh, the notice assigned to. They'll actually just send it to whatever is on the file. And this confuses a lot of people because they think, oh, I've changed my license address um, with Service Ontario. 
how come I didn't get a notice of fine and due date? Well, because they don't talk to each other. You're obligated to let both know if you want to make sure that you're getting your court documents. Okay, so, well, if if the obligation rests with you, again, if they're not talking to each other, I'm, I'm wondering how are they able to step up this collection? Because you'd think that's one of the things they need. Right. So ideally, they would receive something from the city first saying you owe a fine. Um, a lot of the time I get people who don't get something from the city. They get something from collectors. So a collections agency will send them something. And then the Ministry of Transportation is notified as well. And so they'd get a notice of suspension or maybe if they're lucky, a notice of impending suspension. But most of the time, collections agencies are the ones that are letting people know that this is happening and they're given a very small amount of time to deal with it. And sometimes we're talking fines and two to $10,000. Wow. So yep. let's, uh, let's get a bit of a, a handle, <clears throat> excuse me, on that. So of what do the fines consist and how big can they be? I've seen them as small as $85 for a speeding ticket or a lane change violation to $20,000 for driving without insurance multiple times or even for the fourth time. Um, I've, I've seen it range from something 25 years ago to something from 10 years ago. So wow. it's everything in between. Okay. Um, wow, that's a, a lot of cash. Uh, our our phone lines are just uh, going nuts. So let's take a call from Susan in Toronto. Hi, Susan. Hi. Uh, I was just wondering how it could go for years when you can't renew, uh, sorry, or get your sticker unless you pay uh, a ticket. I think those are parking tickets. Yes. Those are parking tickets. These are traffic tickets. Is that right, Jenna? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So parking tickets, if you don't pay those, you can't renew your sticker. But traffic tickets, when you're pulled over by an officer, ideally, those are the ones that, you know, they're trying to recoup right now. And your license would be suspended for that. They won't suspend your license for unpaid parking tickets. They simply just won't give you your sticker. Oh, I know someone who is very relieved to hear that about the parking tickets. <laughs> okay, Susan, thanks for your call. Let's hear from Rick in Wasego. Hi, Rick. Hi, how are you today? Fine, how are you? Um, I'm good. Never mind uh, the parking tickets. Uh, I had a family problem with FRO, Family Responsibility Office. Right. And I didn't have to pay any more family uh, checks to my kids because they were old and they, and they, uh, they were off school. Anyways... They, I called the girl and she called me back and suspended my license for five days without me knowing. And I have lost a hundred thousand dollar a year job because the company does a check on your license every year. And they found out I was driving for five days with no license and she reinstated me. But in the meantime, I lost my job. That's a terrible story. You're it's a, so horrible you're... story. That's what Fro does because I told the lady on the phone. I guess I wasn't too happy with her. And I explained to her, I go speak to my ex's worker and you're going to find out that I don't got to pay. And, but she canceled my license and I didn't know. And she reinstated me. I didn't know. I never got pulled over, but the company, because they did a check, I ended up losing my job. I'm really sorry to hear that. You know, I saw another similar story that had to do with an unpaid traffic violation from back in the 80s. The same deal. It was, it was a, a trucker and, uh, his license was suspended and that's on his record and, uh, he lost work. Well, see, Fro doesn't put it on your, on your record. It doesn't go on your driver's record. 
Uh-huh. Okay. And, uh, but, but I ended up losing my job. I worked for, I, actually, I'll tell you what I did. I drove a cement truck for a living. And I was there nine years and I ended up losing my job. That's terrible. Yep. And all because of a government agency that's not doing their job or going overreacting. Like, there's got to be an easier way to do this. Okay, Rick. I mean, we're talking about the collection of traffic tickets now, but appreciate your sharing your story. Thank you for that. Thank you very much. Okay. We're going to bring in Brad Ross, who is the chief spokesman for the city. Hi, Brad. Hi, Libby. So uh, is there anything, a new kind of impetus for the city to collect, or is it just when you saw the amount that is unpaid here uh, that it's like, wow, this would be worth it? The impetus actually comes from uh, recommendations from uh, last April of 2018 in a Auditor General, City Auditor General report uh, that made recommendations around the improvement uh, of, of managing defaulted uh, Provincial Offenses Act fines. Um, so yes, yeah, so there's you know the the the, the Auditor General's uh, role is to uh, look for improvements in in how uh, the city manages itself and 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 frankly to to ensure that it. Is maximizing, um, you know, efficiencies and, and making sure that it is doing things like collecting fines that are rightly owed uh, to the city. The city began uh, administering courts back in 2002, right? Um, and so there's a, uh, you know, a, a, as, as we as we have seen, there are there are still some outstanding fines going back to the 80s that uh, the the city is playing catch up on. And again, so the impetus is from the uh, an auditor general's report, which which really hold city, uh, the city administration to account for ensuring that tax dollars are, are being maximized. Okay, but shouldn't it be incumbent on the city to make sure that people who have these long-ago fines get some kind of notice before, kaboom, their license is suspended? The the problem is, and I would go back and say, I think the onus is on the person who got the, the 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 ticket originally to make sure that they pay their fine. But having said that, what happens is, as, as your other guest noted, is that you know people move, and so the two systems, um, you know, the only the only uh, you know address, for example, that we have, uh, we don't have an updated address. We have the original address, and so uh, that's where um, you know clearly there's uh, there's a there's a uh, a, a break in the communication between the two systems. I mean, if anybody thinks that they may have a uh, an outstanding uh, fine that they haven't, um, uh, you know, they haven't paid or they can't remember where where it may stand, is they can email us at POA Court at Toronto.ca and and we'll get you the original ticket and and let you know when it was when it was mailed to you. I mean, you do get a notification of if you, if you didn't pay the fine and you didn't appear in court uh, that uh, that if you were, uh, you know, convicted in absentia, then uh, you need to pay that fine. And this, the, we all we have is the last address and which where that fine was was originally uh, sent. Are there penalties? Do the penalties accrue? How how do you assess this? There will be because the the city um, through city council direction has um, uh, has uh, um, given you know is turning some of these hard to collect uh, fines over to collection agencies. So there uh, there are fees associated with that. It would really depend on the fine itself and how much is owed. There is no uh, statute of limitations on these, so they they do need to be uh, to be paid.
um, and uh, you know people who have a, a large fine and, and aren't able to pay it all at once can work through a payment plan with with a collection agency. So how much and and what's the reinstatement fee? I mean, say you have uh, I've seen uh, an eighty five dollar violation that's thirty years old. How much can that end up costing you? Well, I, uh, the reinstatement fee for for a suspended driver's license is something I'd have to def- uh, defer to the the Ministry of Transportation on. That's not. I, something I bet that's... Jenna knows that. Jenna. Yeah, I think it's two seventy. Two seventy. So, uh, yeah. Jenna, in your experience, how much does it cost to settle something like this? Probably about three hundred something dollars, depending on whether or not there's collections fees on top. I mean, there's always twenty dollar fees that go on when it gets sent to the Ministry for Suspension as well. So you've got to include that. So we're we're talking at least three hundred dollars on top of whatever your fine is that you haven't paid. And that's per each one. Well, no, that's per suspension. So if you owe fifteen different tickets but you pay them all in one swoop and then you reinstate your license, it's only one reinstatement fee. Okay. Um, okay, uh, both of you, please hang on. I want to take a call from Ron in Guelph. Hi, Ron. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, to start with, I mentioned to the uh, lady, the receptionist, um, the star did a feature story on this about a year ago. Um, some people's lives have been uh, greatly impacted. Uh, mine goes back probably over 40 years ago. And my argument was, and I actually had um, somebody, that lady there, I went to court. And the argument was, and she argued in front of the judge, and he sympathized. He says, why aren't they sending you out a, re- a registered letter informing you? Um, I mean, because sometimes I, the mail gets blown away or whatever. Something can happen to your mail, and you don't even know that you've got it. Right. So what happened to you? Was your license suspended? Well, I was, uh, uh, said it was dismissed. This is going back when I first started the system of uh, suspending driver's license and um, I had a paralegal who I went to court with and it was dismissed. Okay. You were lucky. I got lucky. Okay. Thanks very much. Hello. Okay. Thanks for your call, Ron in Guelph. Um, Brad Ross, a, a question for you. So there are two separate uh, divisions that collect one for the traffic tickets and another for parking tickets. So mm-hmm. are is there a similar crackdown going to happen for parking tickets? Um, well, parking tickets is noted, you know, your, your, your plate will not be renewed, but, but um, there is no plan at this time uh, with respect to, you know, uh, to, to, to parking tickets and, and using collection agencies. Um, but, I mean, that, that, that is something that, that may change. Um, you know, old parking tickets going back to, you know, pre-1995 will not go to collection agencies. Let me just correct myself. But uh, if you have outstanding parking tickets, uh, it is quite possible that they would go to a collection agency if we're not able to collect them ultimately. Just a minute, from pre-1995 or post-1995? Pre-1995. Pre-1995. And uh, what what information do you have on those? What kind of information do you have on those? Kind of with respect to, to outstanding parking tickets? Yeah, what do you know about them? Yeah, I don't, I, I'm sorry, Libby, I don't have that in front of me. It's certainly something that I can get. Okay. Um, but, but yes, I mean, uh, you know, parking tickets are something that, uh, certainly, um, you know, is, uh, are, are things that, that people do sort of 
could tend to forget about and they do sort of, you know, maybe they, these tickets sit in your, in your glove box and you forget about them. They have significant, uh, surcharges associated. If you don't pay them after a certain time, then, you know, they can double and, uh, and you won't get your plate sticker renewed until you pay those. So, um, you know, I, I would say a couple of things. One is to make sure that, um, that you park legally, that you're not, uh, subjecting yourself to a parking ticket. But if you do get one, um, to, to read it carefully and, and, I either, you know, if, if you wish to fight it, you, you have the right to do that, or uh, you can pay it online as well, and so you can save yourself a lot of grief later. And do you have any idea, Brad, how much money the city is owed in unpaid parking tickets? No, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's not something I have in front of me right okay. now, but it's uh, something I'm, I'm happy to collect for you and, and let you know. Okay, well, uh, I definitely am curious about that. Uh, Jenna, sure. your experience... Um, I mean, is is there some way you're saying that it's the onus is on the driver to update, but people honestly don't know? I mean, in your experience, have you seen people's lives kind of wrecked because of this? And do you have kind of a suggestion of how that yeah. can be? Yeah. Um, uh, well, first of all, my suggestion would be if you have a fine, pay it. Pay it on time. Deal with it when it needs to be dealt with. Um I have a suggestion for the city, maybe if they can improve their, you know, digital infrastructure to get things going a little sooner instead of waiting 30 years, that would be great too. (laughs) I mean, alternatively, if somebody does get a bill and it's something they can't pay, because just remember, this isn't going to be something that's impacting your insurance if it's over three years old. So just pay it if it's a reasonable amount. Maybe you really do owe it. Oh, really? So it doesn't impact your insurance. That's good news. Yeah, and points only last two years from the offense date as well, so you won't have any demerit points. It's, it's probably just completely irrelevant. It's just a fine. Just pay it. But if it's something that's really unpayable, uh, the only options they really have are either to file an appeal on the sentence, meaning as you're taking it to a higher court and you're asking them to amend the fine amount specifically, or you file something called an extension of time to pay fine, which is a request to the court to ask for more time to pay it, you can pay it over time, maybe with a payment plan, and you can have your reinstated license during that time. Okay, well, I think uh, William has some experience with that. Hi, William. Hello. Hi. Um, I'd just like to put forth uh, this. Uh, you can go to uh, uh, any justice of the peace, and if you can demonstrate hardship because of these tickets, he'll erase them from your record, and that'll be the end of that. Really? Did you do that? Uh, I have done it for other people in my paralegal days, so uh, that that helps. Uh, that that can be done. Um, I think uh, things have changed. So also, then. and uh, oh, just a minute, William. Uh, Jenna is chiming in. She is working currently, and she says that not so easy this time around. No, it doesn't really work like that. Maybe it worked like that back in the day, pre fifteen years ago, um, but it's really not that simple. You can't simply go to a justice of the peace and get a reopening on something that is is super old. Um, it, it's really not that simple. I would suggest anybody in this situation just call and get legal advice from someone who's currently practicing. Okay. Thank you for that. That's uh, that's important. Let's hear from Alma in Kitchener. Hi, Alma. Hi. How are you, Libby? Fine. How are you? Hi. Is Jenna doing okay? Jenna's Hi. fine. <laughs> Hi. You know, I have this situation. Whenever I get a parking ticket, I take the ticket Get $20. Usually the tickets are for $20 if you park over 10 or 15 minutes. 
So I take $20. I go to the cashier at the city hall, and I pay those tickets. I've been paying those tickets with cash, 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 cash. And whenever I ask for a receipt, and all those ladies who are cashier in the city of Kitchener, they collect the cash from me, take the ticket, and I say, what about the receipt? And they said, no, there's no need for receipt because you have paid. You go. You go, you go. And it came up to 350 Now I get in the mail that I haven't paid 350 Now what is my proof to prove them that I have paid? Second incident. Same thing happened in the uh, Queen's Court, uh, downtown Kitchener. I had a ticket of $25. I went in the court. The lawyer was so nice because I am a single mother alone by myself, feeding and suffering. So then he reduced $15 and said, you can pay $10. I said, fine. So when I came out of the court, there was a cashier in the front, and people were paying the ticket. So I went, and I saw, I said, let me check if I have $10. So I took out the $10. I said, let me finish this issue because I can't sleep when if something is like that. So I go and pay to the cashier $10 and ticket. I say, receipt. She said, there's no need for receipt for $10. You just go. Okay, now, wait, wait. Uh, Alma. applied to 350 Okay, Alma, I'm going to let uh, Jenna respond to that. Thank you very much for, for uh, sharing your story. Uh, that's Kitchener, probably a little different than Toronto. Jenna? Yeah, I mean, I talk to people who are in this situation a lot. I had someone who had one from 1994, and back then she paid cash, didn't have proof. Of course, she doesn't have proof of it now. It's been 30 years maybe. And uh, so we did an appeal and she can't prove she paid it. So the, ju- so the judge uh, gave her a suspended sentence. So, I mean, you could, if you wanted to file an appeal on it, you could, um, but that's the risk of paying things with cash and not getting a receipt, especially if they're not giving it to you. Something doesn't really sound right to me about it that. doesn't sound right to me that, that the cashier is saying uh, no, no receipt. That really doesn't sound right. No, and- they always get fun. Uh, or if, and if, if a cashier is saying, I'm not giving you a receipt, you should go to the cashier's supervisor or something, because that is totally, totally not right. I yeah, mean, that, that's something that potentially the ombudsman of Waterloo could look into. Yep. That's, that's a serious issue. Okay. Well, uh, Alma, yeah. Uh, thanks for your call and po- potentially the ombudsman of Waterloo. Uh, we're running out of time on this. Brad Ross, what would you like to leave us with? Well, thank you, Libby. I, I mean, I think uh, a couple of things. Um, one, if you, if you do get a, a ticket, Pay, pay your fine, uh, or, or contest it in court if, if you feel that, um, you know, you, you weren't speeding or whatever the ticket may be for. Uh, if you haven't paid it, uh, and a collection agency does call you, um, make arrangements to, to, to make that payment as quickly as possible. We have an obligation at the city to collect unpaid fines, even though it's going back decades. Uh, it is something that the Auditor General has has made a recommendation on with respect to um, you know ensuring that tax dollars are, are being used efficiently and, and making sure that we're collecting every uh, cent that is owed to us, um, and, and we want to be able to do that as, as painlessly as possible for people, understanding that decades have gone by, you may have forgotten, but um, eventually uh, the the city will catch up with you. (laughs) Okay, Jenna Little, what would you like to leave us with? The same thing. I mean, I agree with Brad. These are fines that are rightfully owed, and sure, maybe you forgot to pay them. Um, If they are something that's reasonable, 
i.e. a couple hundred dollars, and just pay them. Um, if there's something that's thousands of dollars and it's really unmanageable or life-ruining, definitely seek legal advice. And I say this only within the context of tickets that have already been completed, and we're talking they're at least three years old. If it's a current ticket, get legal advice before doing anything. Okay. Thank you so much, Brad Ross and Jenna Little. Thank you, Libby. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Uh, This is something that's not going away. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.